It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, September the 8th, and we are back live in beautiful, hot Austin, Texas after my Months away from Texas, getting some relief from the weather, we're back. Um, and I hope you all had a great holiday weekend last weekend. We we weren't live last weekend. And we have a great show for you in store. And I just want to wish all the grandparents out there first a very happy Grandparents Day. Today is Grandparents Day for those of you who don't know that. We have, as I mentioned, a great show in store um, this evening. After the break, we'll be joined from Massachusetts by chiropractic physician and expert in nutritional management of patients with bone fragility, super athlete, and author of the book, The Whole Body Approach to Osteoporosis, How to Improve Bone Strength and Reduce Your Fracture Risk. Dr. Keith McCormick, and Dr. McCormick was here in 2013, and now he's back, um, and I think this will be a really interesting discussion. I've learned a lot from him, uh, from reading his book and having consultations with him myself, so I think this will be a very interesting show. And later in the program, South Padre Island musician and singer Brett Marshall will be joining us once again, and he'll be talking about what he's been up to, and we'll also be playing some of his tunes. And along the way, I'll discuss some of the thoughts that I've been having and some new um, revelations on my month-long trip to New York, um, some of the blogs that I'm working on based on my experiences while in New York and also touching on some issues from my book, The Passionate Life. And I'll be talking about following our passion while caregiving and the role of compassion in living a fuller and more passionate life. Plus, I'll give you some news and updates that you might be interested in. And throughout this evening's program, we'll have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And my email address is drmara, D-R-M-A-R-A, drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you do have questions for my guests, be sure to call or email while they are still on the air so they can answer your questions right on the show. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with any 
website links or important information will be posted later tonight on my website. So my web address is drmaricarpel.com. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends, if you want to listen to it again, by going to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs to listen to all of my previous shows since I've been on Blog Talk Radio and to read my blogs and thrivesglobal.com and Huffington Post and some of the other platforms that I post on to watch videos that I had done and interviews um, live in the studio that we have videotaped um, and find out about my book and a bunch of other things. Go to the one-stop shop, and that's drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A. K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And for information about upcoming events, to hear, to read about shows that are coming up soon, um, any book events, speaking engagements, any uh, blogs that post, they go right to my Facebook page immediately. So my Facebook page is a good page to follow, and that's Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and occasionally in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, and I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers, and for the past few years, I've been mainly evaluating veterans for PTSD and other service-connected conditions. And if you have any questions that you want to ask me or some information that you want to let me know about, feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973, or you can send me an email to drmara, D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com, or you can go through my website and just click on the contact link. And again, that's drmaracarpel.com. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-B-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, so we're going to take a brief break. Don't go anywhere because the break is really brief. We're going to play a few of our sponsors' commercials. And then we'll be back 
and we'll be joined on the phone by chiropractic physician and expert in nutritional management of patients with bone fragility, super athlete, and author of the book, The Whole Body Approach to Osteoporosis. Dr. Keith McCormick will be here. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Massachusetts, we have a chiropractic physician, expert in nutritional management of patients with bone fragility, super athlete and author of the book, The Whole Body Approach to Osteoporosis, Dr. Keith McCormick. Welcome, Good evening, Mara. Good evening. Nice to be here. Good evening. Thanks for coming back. It's been several years since you've been on the program. Well, my pleasure to be here. Yeah. So maybe before we jump into the topic, you can tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what brought you to become a specialist in osteoporosis. Well, about 20-plus years ago, I was just going along through life just like everybody else, and then I started breaking a lot of bones. And it just came out of the blue when I was about 45 and I really didn't know a lot about osteoporosis, and I uh, went to an endocrinologist, and he just wanted to put me on some medications, and I thought, I don't want to be on medications. I'm going to live another 45 or 50 years, and it sounded a, a kind of strange way to go. So I just uh, went into the study of osteoporosis and did as much as I could and uh, came out with different ways to to meet the disease, and since then I've been working with patients from all over the world and and, uh, helping them 
get through the tangle of, of figuring out what's wrong with them with, oste with their osteoporosis and how to reduce their fracture risk. And the, and the great thing about it is, you know, I, I mean, it was it was devastating for me. But the good thing about having had gone through this is that I now can understand and sympathize with people and see kind of what they're going through, that fear of, of breaking bones. And uh, it gives me a lot of compassion for, for what they're going through. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm and you, you know, you were a super athlete, right? And you went well, back to it after. Yeah, uh, super athlete. That's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> I was on the I was on the Olympic team for the United States in 1976, and and then I've done Ironman triathlons for a lot of years. And yeah, the the osteoporosis put a little bit of a damper in things because I would just break pretty easily and. And in, in triathlons, you know, you're on a bike and you can crash pretty much. And, and uh, so that seemed like it was the end of, of those days. But I've strengthened my bones, and now I do Ironman triathlons again. I just finished uh, Lake Placid Ironman uh, two m a month ago or so. And, yeah, I can easily do these uh, uh, sporting events and don't have problems with them. And, and I don't take the medications that... Uh, are out there for osteoporosis because you really don't need to. It, they're not they're not bad to take, and sometimes people do have to take them. But um, but in general, a combination of of medications and 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 uh, nutrition is is the way to go. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and congratulations on that recent triathlon. Um, Thank you. So you know, I think a lot of people. Um, who have osteoporosis or worry that they might have it think that that's the end of being physically active, that it's not really possible to do things like that. Maybe they could walk, but they're certainly not thinking about, you know, doing something as strenuous as a triathlon or an Ironman. So, you know, you've proved, you've proven yeah. that that's really, you know, not the case. Well, it is scary, you know. You go to your doctor, and they say you have osteoporosis, and then they, the next sentence is, "Don't even bend over," you know. So, right. uh, and and that's you know, a big message to say, "Gee whiz, man, my life is of movement is is pretty much over," and it doesn't have to be that way at all. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm so, so what are you know? You know, you wrote this book, which is a really a great book and you know um i'm just you know going to be transparent here you know when when you were on in 2013 um i thought well that would never be an issue for me you know and then two years later i discovered that my bone density had you know in a bone density test showed that it was you know bordering on osteoporosis and that really scared me and and i pulled out this book and started looking through it and it, it meant a lot more to me at that point because, you know, I felt like I had been doing all the dietary things. So I just didn't expect that to happen. So, so what are, you know, some of the um, whole body approaches to prevention or even treating osteoporosis? Well, it is a scary diagnosis, especially when, like you said, you know, 
hey, I've been exercising, I've been eating well all my life, and then mm-hmm. I go to the doctor and he or she gives me, orders a bone density test and it comes back that I have osteoporosis. Hey, that doesn't make any sense to me, you know, and so many patients have said that to me. It's like it just hit me totally blindsided me that, you know, that yep. I get this diagnosis after I've done everything right. And, you know, I did the same thing, Mara. I I was an athlete. I was, you know, on world championship teams. I ate well, or at least I thought I ate well. Um, I never used drugs in any way. I, you know, I did everything right. My my parents didn't have osteoporosis, and then all of a sudden I start breaking. So it was, it was, it definitely floors you to get that diagnosis. And I, I guess one of the things I would say right up front is people should get bone density examinations before, you know, they reach 55 and 60, if at all possible, at age 50 or even 45. I was diagnosed at 45 because I was breaking things, but I wish I would have had a a bone density at age 40 even. Nobody's going to, no doctor is probably going to order a bone density for anybody at age 40, which I'm against. I think you should get those bone densities early. Um, Unfortunately, they don't. But when you do get a bone density and it comes back that you have low bone density or osteoporosis, uh, you shouldn't get so afraid that, wow, that's the end of my athletic or my uh, physical activity uh, life because it doesn't have to be there. There is so much that you can do to prevent osteoporosis, and then if if there's a diagnosis of osteoporosis, to treat it. Uh, We're really lucky these days um, that there are medications out there to help reduce fracture risk, and it doesn't mean that you have to use these medications and it doesn't mean that you have to be on these medications forever. But in severe cases of osteoporosis, uh, m- medications can get a person out of that danger zone. And all the while they're um, getting out of the danger zone, they can be changing their physical chemistry, changing the, the uh, mechanisms within their body to be more healthy towards their, their bone structure. And that can take time, you know, by by changing a person's nutrition, by changing their lifestyle. The osteoclast, there's the cells that break down bone, it takes them a while to change their ways. And so uh, most of the time when people have osteoporosis, either they didn't accrue enough bone tissue in their younger years, or when they reach menopause or for, for a male when they start getting a little older, the osteoclast, the cells that break down bone, start to get a little bit out of control, a little bit too aggressive and break down too much bone. And the osteoblast, the cells that build up bone, they get kind of lazy and sleepy and they don't produce the uh, bone tissues that they need to. So there's an imbalance in the in the bone uh, resorption activity of the osteoclast and the bone uh, formation activity of the osteoblast. And in the end, we end up having a rapid loss of bone density, especially and, and bone strength, especially when a woman goes through menopause. And that's the key. That's the key. You change that ratio. That you change that balance of the osteoclast and the osteoblast. It isn't just a simple matter of taking calcium, 
what a person has to do is change that balance of, of bone remodeling, and then uh, they can can turn the um, the rapid bone loss around. And like I said, that might be just through nutrition. We might have to, to for a short term, take a medication just to to change things around a little bit and give our bodies enough time to catch up. Uh, but there's different ways, and we do, and they don't have to. Um, you know, a lot of these medications can can be uh, can give a person a lot of adverse effects, but they can be used mm-hmm. in a way to not have those adverse effects. So, you know, we hear all these commercials about dairy and drinking milk and how it helps to build bone density. And, you know, I know in your book you talk about how that's not the case. Um, can you can you talk about that a little bit? Well, it's just uh, essentially what I was just saying about the calcium. So mm-hmm. milk, the reason why people drink milk is for the calcium in it. But if your bone remodeling system within within a person's bones is is abnormal, is unbalanced, you can take all the calcium supplements you want, you can drink all the milk you want, and it's not going to do you any good because it's not necessarily a lack of calcium that a person uh, that's the reason why the person gets osteoporosis. It can be. In some people, that is the case. But in general, it is not, not the case. It's not the case that it's a lack of calcium. What's the problem is an unbalanced bone remodeling system. Hyperaggressive osteoclasts and sleepy osteoblasts. It's an unbalanced mm-hmm. of bone remodeling. And that's what we have the key on. Once that gets changed, then the calcium, magnesium, trace minerals, then those things can do their job. But if you don't balance the bone remodeling system first, the calcium probably won't do the job. So how do you do that? How do you balance that? With the, Will diet help you balance? It does, and the that. reason why is because almost always, not always, but almost always the reason the osteoclasts get out of control and get hyper-aggressive is because of this background of something that gives us other diseases also. Chronic chronic disease processes like diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, and osteoporosis all have in common, a lot of the times, a background of chronic systemic inflammation. Our bodies become inflamed, our immune systems get out of control, and become uh, ramped up, the immune system gets um, turned on and for various reasons. And because the osteoclast is a form of a white blood cell, in other words, it's part of our immune system. It speaks the same language uh, chemically as the your, uh, the white blood cells are in your immune system. So if your immune system is, is, is turned on, so in other words, if you have a gut issue uh, where you're, you're, let's say your symptoms are bloating, constipation, diarrhea, um, something is wrong in your digestive system where there's an overgrowth of bacteria, 
uh, the um, uh, uh, bad bacteria, bacteria that's not helping you digest your food, but, but the bacteria is essentially setting off the immune system, then because 70% of our immune system is housed in our intestinal system, those when they talk to each other, when the, the uh, immune cells of our body are talking to each other and saying, hey, we have to fight off the, this abnormal balance of bacteria in, the, in this person's gut, those signaling molecules are heard by the osteoclasts in the bone because they, they send out, the immune system sends out immune signals all throughout the body. And, and peripherally, in the, in the uh, skeleton, these osteoclasts hear those signaling molecules. They're not really supposed to hear it, but they are a form of white blood cells. So they say, wow, I hear that the immune system is, is cranked up. I better crank up my activity also. And so they start breaking down more bone than the osteoblast can build up. Mm-hmm. So the key is to calm down that chronic systemic inflammation. And then those signaling molecules of the immune system will be lowered and the osteoclast will lower their activity. And the osteoblast then can keep up. And so we don't have this net loss of bone. Um, so, so what are some dietary ways of doing that to keep the inflammation down? Uh, first, you have to eliminate something that a person has a, a sensitivity to. Gluten mm. is one of the biggest. Um, in my case, that was an issue that I was very sensitive to gluten. And when you're sensitive to gluten, there's two reasons why a person can have bone loss from, from gluten. Number one, they can have celiac disease, which is a, a real um, a, a, a reaction to gluten by the body in that the cells of the digestive tract actually are damaged. And so the lining of, this, of the gut is damaged, and, you're, and they are not able to actually absorb nutrients. So if they can't absorb nutrients, they're going to lose bone density because they're not absorbing the calcium, magnesium, trace minerals, protein that because because bone is uh is bone collagen is protein and then the minerals just impregnate that that um bone collagen that's what makes it hard but if you're not absorbing the nutrients and then you're not going to have good bone structure the other way that Mm -hmm. gluten can 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 reduce uh bone tissue is through the inflammation so in my case I didn't, that was exactly what happened to me. It wasn't severe enough that I had um, decreased absorption of nutrients, but I had an increase in gluten uh, antibodies in my, in my system. And when you have an increase in antibodies of anything, you're, what is that? That is a stimulation, that's an activation of your immune system. Once again, the osteoclast heard that. My osteoclastic activity went up. And and decrease the increase the bone loss. So so by by becoming gluten free, if you're sensitive to gluten, uh, it's not necessary if you're not sensitive to gluten. But if you are, then by gluten by going gluten free diet, then you will have less antibody action, less immunological increase uh, activity and the osteoclasts will decrease in their reaction. And the same thing can happen with anything. A lot of times people um, have um, 
sensitivity to different complex sugars in in vegetables or fruits. Uh, they might be sensitive to dairy. They might be sensitive to eggs or soy. All those things will mm-hmm. increase a person's system, um, you know, immune system. There's other also there's other diseases like uh, a parathyroid issue. So the parathyroid glands are in a person's neck, and those can uh, start producing too much parathormone, uh, and that parathormone stimulates the osteoclast to break down bone because the the parathyroid glands are um, sensing their calcium sensors. So they they are sensing to make sure there's enough calcium in a person's blood. If one gets... Uh, a benign tumor in one of those para, one of those four paragra- parathyroid glands, then they're going to produce too much parathormone, and that is going to cause increased osteoclastic activity. So just a simple simple blood test will rule that out. So and that's that's a totally separate issue than the chronic systemic inflammation, but it's certainly a, a problem that I see quite often. So there's just the first thing that has to be done is the diagnosis. We have to figure out why, if we can, why that person is losing bone density. And then we go from there. And sometimes mm-hmm. it, it might not be possible, but, but, but we should try to figure out what is going on. It could just be a loss of estrogen. But a loss of estrogen can be a little loss of estrogen at menopause, or it can be a huge loss of estrogen at menopause because of a background of chronic systemic inflammation. So if you reduce that inflammation, they have a little bit more estrogen in their body. Uh, the estrogen will then help calm down those osteoclasts, and we don't have as much oste- uh, as much uh, bone loss. So, so you recommend a lot of testing then, right, to, yeah, to figure if, if out? You, yes. In my book, I talk a lot about therapeutic targets. And therapeutic targets are when we do the labs – we look for things. We look for lab tests that are uh, uh, abnormal. One of the ways that the, the major way that we're looking at bone density, bone loss, is through a bone density examination. But bone density examinations aren't completely accurate, and they take it takes time to see changes in bone loss. So typically, bone density exams, DEXA exams, are not done but every two years. Well, I don't want to start working with a person with, with bone loss and then have to wait for two years to see whether what we're doing is helping at all. So, um, you know, so doing lab tests mm-hmm. not only helps us identify things that are wrong with them that are possibly causing them to lose bone, but also by changing those, by repeating those tests and seeing a change in those tests we know that we're doing something positive with the bone and not having to wait for two years to see the results. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I, I know that this is after someone has a diagnosis, right, that you're looking for some of the causes. But are there um, dietary recommendations that you would make to help someone to prevent bone loss that, that Def- might help definitely. them? Mm-hmm. Definitely, and that is the way to go, Mara. You know, you're right. It mm-hmm. is easy. It's way more easier to prevent osteoporosis than to have it and try to beat it. 
so right. yes, you're exactly right. You know, I I I always encourage the the patients I see to to talk to their daughters and their sons and uh, say, listen, let's let's make sure that you're okay. You know, and um, and and it's not a, not only important for reducing the risk of osteoporosis, but as I said earlier. Almost always, if you reduce your risk of osteoporosis, you are reducing chronic systemic inflammation, and therefore, you're reducing the risk of all the other chronic diseases, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. diabetes, heart disease. So um, I always tell people, read my book, find out a lot about osteoporosis, and then take the cover and scratch out osteoporosis and put in heart disease, put in Alzheimer's, you know. Because by by following the things in my book, you will also reduce your risk for other chronic diseases. Because what are we doing? We're reducing chronic systemic inflammation. Right. And so, right. so, so back to your question about what can a person do, listen to their body. If they're having digestive issues, if they're having bloating, constipation, diarrhea, Look at that. Figure out what is going on here. Talk to a functional medicine doctor. You can go to uh, www.functionalmedicine.org and come up with a functional medicine doctor in in your area. Talk to them about what's going on with the with their gut and saying why is you know why am I having bloating? You know uh, that is a huge sign that something is wrong. Taking probiotics really helps calm the gut down. Uh, and also um, uh, taking um, antioxidants. One of the one of the things that helps the most, I think, in calming down osteoclastic activity is alpha lipoic acid. Because alpha lipoic acid is a what not it's both water and fat soluble, and it will get into all the nooks and crannies of the body and reduce the uh, the chronic and systemic inflammation. So that's a really good uh, nutritional product to take. In my nutritional products, um, I have a product called OsteoStim, and that's one of the major ingredients in it because that helps calm those osteoclasts down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are there certain foods that you would recommend that just a good idea for all of us to cut out? <laughs> to prevent bone loss? Well, I mean, you, you don't want to be eating a lot of red meat because that's uh-huh. inflammation producing. You don't want to be eating, uh, I mean, fish is really good. Tilapia happens to be high in arachidonic acid, so you wouldn't want to eat a lot of tilapia. Uh, arachidonic acid is a precursor to, to inflammatory um, chemicals in the body. Uh, hard cheeses actually is is really acidic, so so really acidic food uh, um, isn't a good idea. And the reason why is because um, the osteoclast, the way they break down bone, is they release an acid. They release an acid and an enzyme to break down the bone. So if a person's body is is more acidic, it's e- easier for the osteoclast to do their job. That's number one. Number two, a really acidy diet it just makes a person more inflamed overall. So an acidy diet is, you know, hard cheeses, red meat, white potatoes. Uh, you know, a, a, a diet 
lots of coffee, um, sugar. Those things all produce a lot of, uh, uh, of uh, or take the body and put it more into acidic state, state instead of a balanced state. So um, mm-hmm. vegetables, which are high in uh, trace minerals and and good antioxidants, are, are much healthier and keep your body more alkaline than than these other things I mentioned. Right, right. And um, and I've heard that dairy is one of those things that, even though dairy it has can, calcium, it also has acid. Right. Dairy can definitely be, because there's a lot of phosphorus in, in, in milk products. And it, yes, mm. it's high in calcium, but the phosphorus in it and the, and the lack of magnesium kind of don't make it a perfect uh, source for a person to, you know, I've, I have, Countless patients who have come in and said, "Yeah, ever since I found out I have osteoporosis, I, you know, I've just been taking four glasses of milk a day, and you know, for the calcium." And and I understand what they're doing, but it's not the right way to go. And and, and so many people are we lose it at about age four, when we're a young kid, we lose that ability to. Many people lose the ability to completely digest the, the milk protein. So um, that's just natu- a natural occurrence. You know, mother's milk, you know, is typically gone by that time. We're not nursing anymore. And genetically speaking, a, a lot of us, like I said, lose that ability to digest well, to digest dairy in a, in a, in a thorough manner. So it's not the way to go. Right, right. And what about exercise? How does exercise help with, preventing or helping um, people who have osteoporosis? Does, does exercise actually build bone density? Well, it does when we're, when we're younger. It doesn't when we're older. And that is mm-hmm. a um, – what it does when, it, when we're older is it helps us maintain the bone density, but it doesn't necessarily build the bone density. And um, so we, we – so one of the – most uh, common ways that people break a bone is that they fall. And so if you can stay stronger into your older years, it does a couple things. Number one, it keeps you more steady, and so you'll fall less. And if you do fall, you'll be more coordinated and strong, and the strength will be there to break your fall and fall with, you know, more coordinated. And... um, Mm -hmm. So, and and the exercise itself helps to stimulate the osteoblast to build bone. But it's it's not necessarily that you're going to make them build bone more than they're capable of. So you don't have to lift. So you don't have to say, oh, if 10 pounds is good, I'm going to lift 20 pounds. Uh, there gets to be a point when your risk for lifting different weights outweighs the the benefit. So. Exercise is good, brisk walking, um, light weights, those are all really good to do. They build coordination, they build uh, strength, um, they build agility by doing agility skills. That's all important. It's not, it's not good to say, okay, I'm going to lift more and more and more weight. To, to That's going to help me build more and more bone. When you were younger, when you're you know, 30 years old, that might have been true, but not as a person gets to be... 55, 60, 70 years old. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. And, and exercise in general is a good way to reduce inflammation. It keeps the lymphatic system going. It keeps your digestive system going. So exercise should be a part of, pers- of people's lives. Right, right. Okay, but it doesn't work in the way that people, a lot of people think if I lift weights, I'm going to build bone. And it yeah, it's not really that way. work that way. Yeah. No. Okay. So, you know, you said that you help people around the world. So um, can people call you from anywhere for consultations? Yes, I do uh, telephone consults. Or people can come to my office. I'm in Massachusetts, in Belchertown, Massachusetts, or they can uh, uh, we can set up a telephone consult and have patients send me um, their labs and send me a little uh, um, a history of, of their health summary, and then we talk. Um, my number is 413-253-9777, and they can talk to my secretary and set up an appointment, and we do it that way. Okay. And and um, I know that you like you said that you sell the product OsteoStim. Do you have a whole bunch of products that you sell to help people to prevent yeah, I, or treat osteoporosis? Yes, my, I have a company called Osteo Naturals, and we have uh, several products that help not only supply the, the calcium, magnesium, trace minerals, but also helps to uh, address that bone remodeling system that I've been talking about and to help lower osteoclastic activity or normalize it and hope, help to boost the osteoblastic activity. So I typically have people... Um, take these products, they, they change their diet, they improve the intake of, of vegetables, they decrease things that are offending to their digestive system, um, they probably increase their protein intake because protein is so important, but not their animal protein per se, but um, or at least red meat protein, but other protein. And, and the combination of all this can really help reduce fracture risk. Mhm. Okay. So, how can people um, find out about your products, about your book, or if they want to learn more about you before they set up a consultation? What's the best can, way to do that? They can go to one of I have two websites. Uh, they can go to my chiropractic website, which is www.mccormickdc.com. So that's M C C O R M I C K. D is in Delta. Seasoncharlie.com, and that's my chiropractic website. Uh, and I have a store on there; they can buy my products there, or they can go to my Austin Naturals website, which is www.austinnaturals.com. And um, in both of those places, they'll find a little bit more about me and a little bit more about osteoporosis in general, and they can um, purchase the supplements there. Great. Great. So I'm going to post all of that information on my website post about this program later this evening. So if people weren't ready with a pen and paper, they can just go to my website and click on it uh, later tonight. Um, And thank you so much for, for coming on the program and talking about this in such detail, because I think there's a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding about osteoporosis and and I think this is really important information. Obviously, personally, I have a stake in this now that I'm dealing with the issue myself. 
Yes, there, like you said, there is a lot of misinformation out there, and people think the only thing they can do is medications, and that is far from the truth. There's so much more that can be done, and I'm out here to hopefully change the world and 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 educate the world uh, and how we can deal successfully with people's bone loss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you again, and um, and have a have a great evening. I'm sure it's a lot okay. cooler there in Massachusetts than it is here <laughs> in Texas. Well, thank you, Mara, and thank you so much for having me on. I I love talking about this, and I love helping people. It's it's uh, a huge part of my life and a, a, a pleasure in my life. So I, I I really appreciate the time to to talk about it. Great, great. Okay. Thank you. Okay, have a good bye night. Now. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. We have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never received. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And I really do highly recommend this book. Um, you know, I've had it for a few years. I went back when I discovered that my bone density wasn't as good as it I thought it would be and there is a lot of information in there and and some of it might be confusing so having a consultation um, might be something that you're interested in so I'll be as I mentioned I'll be posting uh, the contact information for Dr. McCormick on my website later tonight Um, so um, just some news, you know, I uh, am back in Texas, but headed to L.A. We're going to L.A. tomorrow for a few days, and and so um, when I come back next week, if there's any news about the program um, based on some meetings out there, I'll let you know about that. And um, I wanted to mentioned that let's see while I was in New York um, Carrie Hummingbird who has the show the, the, the Soul Nectar show aired the interview that she did of me before I left um, a couple of weeks before I went to New York she interviewed me for about an hour about my book and she aired it on well, she launched it on August 18th, which means that since August 18th, it's been available to watch or listen to. So it's both auditory and visual. So you can watch it as an Internet show or you can listen on iTunes and any other place that you like to listen to podcasts. 
And it is now on my website. So if you go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and if you click on videos or even on my, I believe it's on my radio show page and on my book page, you can find that link. And it has all of the different ways that you can either watch it or listen to it. You can also watch it directly on Carrie Hummingbird's website, um, CarrieHummingbird.com, and also on her Facebook page, uh, Soul Nectar Show. That's her Facebook page for the show. So there are, I didn't even realize how many ways that you can watch or listen to an Internet program, but there are various ways, and those of you who are, who are more savvy with uh, all the different ways that you can listen on different devices, um, on your smartphone, on your tablet, or your old-fashioned computer, um, you can find that at that at those links. All of those different ways of watching or listening are available. And I had so much fun. It's a great show and Carrie's great interviewer. So um, I highly recommend that, not just because it's me, but Carrie just puts a really good spin on it, and she has a great show. Um, Also, I'll be speaking October 20th um, about living the passionate life, and that will be at the Unity Church in Brownsville, Texas. And I have some other talks coming up, and they're in the works right now, and other radio show and uh, Internet um, show shows. interviews, so I'll let you know when those are um, happening. And the other thing that started while I was away was that Team Brownsville, who has been on this program several times, the different volunteers from Team Brownsville have been on the program talking about how they are helping the um, migrants who are coming to the U.S. to seek asylum by bringing food across the border to those that are waiting to, to ask for asylum and also um, helping those people who've been dropped off at the bus depot after they've been released from detention and allowed to stay in the U.S. and go to see to stay with their sponsors somewhere in the United States, anywhere in the United States. So the volunteers go to the bus terminal and help them um, bringing donations of food and snacks for the trip and clothing um, because usually they have nothing but the clothes that they're wearing and these are usually families. They don't even have shoelaces in their shoes. So they've been on the show several times, but since the last program when I was here in Texas, they have begun something called Sidewalk School. And so several of the volunteers are actually school teachers. And now every Sunday, as their church, this is their spiritual um, practice, they cross over the bridge and they teach the children that are there waiting to be allowed into the United States or wherever they're going because um, most of those children are not citizens of Mexico. They're coming from they're coming from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. 
So they can't go to school in Mexico, but obviously they're not they're not yet allowed in the United States, so they can't attend school here. And they're there for months at a time. Sometimes now with the policy, they're sent back after they seek asylum to then wait for the hearing. And it could be a matter of a year or two that they're living there kind of between countries. So they don't get to go to school. So these teachers who are part of the Team Brownsville are now um, teaching school on the street and um, teaching all different topics and all different ages of school. And they are taking donations. If you go to teambrownsville.org, which is a now a 501c3. They're taking donations of school supplies, art supplies. They do a lot of artwork with their children to express themselves, but also school, school supplies, books, pencils, pens, paper, all that kind of stuff. And, and also, if you just want to make a donation of money, then they can use that to buy whatever supplies that they know that they need. And you can see pictures of them teaching school. So it's a really, it's a really wonderful thing that they're doing and um, so that these kids don't miss out on the education that all children should have. And um, I had spoken with... Um, one of the volunteers when it was first starting and we talked about having one of them on the program to talk about sidewalk school once they started, you know, getting into the groove of it and having a routine and feeling settled in it. So um, we're going to get them on the show within the next few weeks to talk about this program that they've started. Okay. So, also, while I was in New York, I got to meet with several people who I am going to have on the show in 2020, um, early 2020. Um, Heather Ashamara, who's been on the show several times, is now about to launch her ninth book and um, in early 2020. So she's going to be on in early 2020 to talk about that book and she has studied with Don Miguel Ruiz, and the last time she was on was to discuss the book that she wrote with Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. And um, she's really, I, I, I went to see her um, in upstate New York, and we spent some time talking together. And the book that she's coming out with sounds really wonderful. And I'm, you know, all of her books have been fantastic but this one sounds like you know I can't I cannot wait to read this book so I'm really looking forward to that I also um, took a meditation class from Dr. Lawrence Edwards who wrote the book Awakening Kundalini and he does uh, meditation to sort of awaken the energy within us um, and he's a psychologist he practices in Westchester New York, and he is the director of uh, a meditation uh, program where their goal is to bring meditation to places where people um, don't have much access to things like that. So he's going to be on. The, he agreed to be on the show, and so he'll be on in twenty early twenty twenty as well. And I'm really looking forward to that. 
Um, he gave me one of his meditation CDs, and I've been using it every day. Um, and it's it's really very nice. I also met with um, Sister Carol D'Angelo again. She was on the show last year talking about compassion for migrants, and um, I, I went and saw her and um, got some more information about what's going on and all the things that the Sisters of Charity, this really amazing group of nuns in the Bronx, the Sisters of Charity of New York, um, they're so active. And um, she filled me in on a lot of the things that they're doing. And she's particularly active in um, helping migrants, also stopping human trafficking and helping the homeless. So we're going to get her back on the program and also set up a time where I'm going to go speak with the sisters who are in retirement over there about, um, I don't know, they seem to be living a passionate life, but they want me to come and speak about living a passionate life. So I will do that. Okay. (laughs) So while I was in New York, um, I had some insights about some issues that I've already spoken about on the show, but I think it just went deeper. So, for example, you know, my mom is 90 years old, and she lives in an assisted living, and I was living in the guest apartment for part of the time that I was up there, kind of using it as a home base, and then I would go and travel a little bit and then come back, but I spent a lot of time there. And I really, you know, I usually go up there for about 10 days, but to be there for a month really gave me a clearer view, I think, of what it is to be a caregiver who's there all the time. And obviously I had the luxury of being able to, you know, leave and come back. But when I was there, I was on and having, you know, she had a lot of things going on and there were issues, you know, It's a wonderful place that she's in, but even the most wonderful places have issues with staff members, so I had to deal with that while I was there. And so I, you know, I really understand the stress that caregivers have. And I also think it's still important to have a dream and a passion and to follow it, even when you're a caregiver. So how do you do that? I mean, I think it. I think that um, it's important to know that things may move a little bit more slowly um, because you do have a lot of energy going into the needs of the person that you're caring for. But I, I really believe that having that. Um, having that passion and following it is what keeps keeps you from burning out. Um, as much as you love that person that you are caring for, there's a lot of energy that that's being burnt up. And if you don't take care of yourself, then you lose yourself and um, you can start feeling resentment towards someone that you love. Um, who is not doing anything to you, but it you can feel that way because you start to lose yourself. So, so 
So I came up with some ideas about how to do that. I sort of had to find that way to do that because, you know, I'm working on all of these things. I had this radio. I did my show twice from up there in the month that I was there. I was still in contact with people who were going to be on future shows, as I said, and, you know, coming up with ideas for writing. So I had to come up with a way of being able to follow my passion at the same time as helping my mom. And, you know, we have a good, I think it's important when you have um, to establish a good relationship. We're lucky we have a good relationship. So I was able to speak openly with my mom. You know, I, I need to, one of the things that's really important is to stay physically healthy. So I needed to be sure to exercise every day even with all of the other things going on, I needed to be sure to eat healthy. So, you know, I came up with a routine. My mom and I together, I had to be open with her. I need to exercise. Luckily, in their building, they have a treadmill that I can I could use. They have a little gym for their residents. And um, so we got into a routine. I knew, I kind of saw her schedule and figured out the best time that I could go to the gym where it wasn't too crowded. It was a good time for me, and it was a good time for her. So I knew that kind of like between her breakfast and lunch, she's usually kind of busy, and then she goes to lunch. So um, I would see her right after she came from breakfast and spend a little time with her and take care of some things for her. And then as she's had, she might have an appointment uh, with, with physical therapy or a speech therapist, or, you know, she might want to just watch some television and relax before lunch. They don't have a lot of time between breakfast and lunch, which is kind of interesting. But um, so during that time, I would go and I would walk on the treadmill and then while she was at lunch, I would be taking a shower and getting dressed and ready for the afternoon because for her, the afternoon is when she has more energy to do things. So I would then be ready to do what she wanted to do in the afternoon and we would figure out what she wanted to do. We would have discussions about what would she enjoy and what could we enjoy together. So she and enjoyed going downstairs and seeing her friends, some of her old friends from a long time ago, from the time that she got married, moved into the building because they visited her and they really liked it there. And they're in independent living. So they're downstairs doing, you know, going to activities or coming from their dining room. And so we would make a plan. Then in the afternoon, we would go downstairs to look for them or go to an activity Um, sit outside because the weather was absolutely beautiful. Um, In the evening, she enjoys going down for about an hour after dinner, and she doesn't really get to do that much, so I brought her downstairs. So, And we would play cards. She likes to teach everybody gin rummy. (laughs) So we would play gin rummy. So we came up with a way that we could both do what we needed to do. And 
um, you know, she's in assisted living, so there are people taking care of her. Um, so even when I'm not there, you know, the, the her needs are being met. So then I was able to plan with her when I would take off and go maybe visit a friend or go. I, I traveled for a few days and then came back and told her about my adventures, and she really looked forward to to listening to that and met with these different future guests for the show. So I think that there's that give and take that's really important and having that conversation about your own needs um, because it's very, there's a very strong pull to, to just give up everything and just be there 24 seven. And if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to burn out. And the days when I wasn't taking care of myself as well, I could feel it. And it's really important, really important. So I'm working on a blog with with several other tips about um, about following your dreams while being a caregiver. The other thing that I had, you know, some, I, I talk, I talk a lot about compassion on this program and I, you know, have written a lot about compassion, but I, you know, I had time to really think about it and, um, and I had an interesting thing happen. I went to up to Woodstock and visited the Tibetan Buddhist temple while I was there, right outside of Woodstock and they had a little store and in the store, they had different wall hangings with uh, quotes from the Dalai Lama, several different ones. And I I really liked one particular quote, and I bought that wall hanging as a gift. And just yesterday, I had downloaded a book on my Kindle called A Heart Full of Peace. And this book is not a recent book. It's from 2007, and it's by a um, meditation teacher, um, Joseph Goldstein. And I didn't realize that the Dalai Lama had written a forward to his book. And and um, it wasn't in the forward, but in the text of the book, he actually quotes the Dalai Lama, the exact quote that I had found at the Tibetan Buddhist temple and had purchased. So, um, and that quote is about compassion. And so I'm going to read that to you. We are visitors on this planet. We are, we are here for 90, 100 years at most. During that period, we must try to do something good, something useful with our lives. Try to be at peace within yourself and help others to share that peace. If you contribute to other people's happiness, you will find the true goal, the true meaning of life. And, you know, I think that that's what I've been trying to get at, that we can't really truly live a passionate life without having compassion for other people. If we turn away from our own pain, 
then we cause um, we we cause numbness to even the positive things in our life, and and that pain is still there. It's just we're just not aware of it, and we can't we can't uh, process it, and it will come back, and it'll cause it'll, it'll cause illness, depression, anxiety, and we don't even know where it's coming from. So it's really important to notice when we have pain. And if we turn away from the pain of other people, it's the same thing because we're all connected. We are all one big organism. And if we turn away from the pain and we only focus on the positive, sunny, happy things in life, then we will, then we cannot fully live our true meaning in life and we cannot fully have passion and joy and it's a paradox passion and joy live next to pain and um and life is a paradox right we really can't in we really don't have a lot of gratitude when we're constantly inundated with all kinds of gifts gratitude comes when we know what it feels like to not have the things that we love when we when we feel um, we've gone through a rough time and now we feel so grateful for what we have, that gratitude is so much more powerful. And so that's an example of a paradox. And the paradox with compassion and passion is that if we don't allow ourselves to feel the pain of other people and take compassionate action to help them. And as the Dalai Lama says, to contribute to other people's happiness, then we really truly cannot live a passionate life with meaning and purpose because our true meaning in life is is contributing to the happiness of other people. And Joseph Goldstein writes in his book, in order to... um, to have passion and compassion is that we we must not turn away from the suffering within ourselves nor the suffering of others. And he says the willingness to come close to suffering opens us to compassionate action. And the nightly news programs are catalogs of the world's distress. Are we open to it? So a lot of you know, and I'm writing a blog about this. There's a lot of um, belief that we should just ignore the news. And there are a lot of, you know, spiritual people who talk about um, the law of attraction. And I have studied the law of attraction for, you know, a long time. And I think that it it it's true that what we, that if we want to bring more, happiness into our lives. We want to focus on creating happiness. But I think it's dangerous to do that while ignoring the real suffering of other people. And in a way, it's kind of narcissistic to do that. We go inside ourselves and we're just focused on our own joy and happiness. Um, and And it's not really as spiritual as people might think. So um, I do agree that it's 
it's a good idea to not keep the news on all the time and and to really get sucked into that negativity. But I think it is really important to to pay attention to what's going on in the world and to get the news about what's going on in the world because we are all connected and we do need to open up to the suffering of other people. Um, and as Joseph Goldstein wrote in this great book, um, opening to suffering is the doorway to compassion. We've been strongly conditioned to avoid or defend ourselves against pain. Avoidance prevents us from truly feeling compassion is what I'm saying. Compassion um, taking compassionate action um, and it it disconnects us from people um, so I am in the midst of writing a blog about this and about and, and a few other things as well as the compassion at the border um, I have like two or three blogs going on at once that I'm about to finish up and post. So stay tuned for those. And I will continue this discussion some more because I think um, there's a lot to this and I want to go deeper. Um, I want to go deeper with this. So um, we'll stay tuned. We'll be talking more about it. All right. So on that note, we're going to play something upbeat. We're going to play some of the music of our next guest, Brett Marshall, and he'll be joining us from South Padre Island in just a few moments to talk about what he's doing these days and to play some more of his music. So don't go anywhere. We'll be on with Brett Marshall and some of his music. I remember when we first met It seemed as if the world stopped turning I always wanted to be with you Something in our hearts kept burning It was more than a temporary crush Not just a momentary rush You were the only one I dreamed of But that's the way it is with first love Ronnie, you were Oh, 
And we are back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years, right here on Blog Talk Radio and on live stream and podcast at drmaracarpell.com. And we were just listening to the music of our next guest who's joining us from South Padre Island, Texas, musician and singer Brett Marshall. Good evening, Brett. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Nice to talk to you again. So, yeah, so great to have you back on the program. Um, what's going on these days? I know you have well, some big news. Yes, that, that is true. <laughs> I, I do. Things have, have uh, shifted a little. I'm uh, still staying busy with the with my uh, music work, of course, the freelance work, and uh, got married uh, over over a year, I guess a year and a half ago. But yes, mm-hmm. the big news that I'm I'm going to be having a child this next year at the end of January. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. We're very excited. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. And 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 what's going on with all your music? We got well, to see you for July fourth party. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool. That was, that was fun to see. That was really neat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. That was uh, yeah, with my my five piece uh, cover band that is typically play for some private parties and special events. And then in, in the winter, uh, we're probably the busiest. Um, and so you know that's starting. That'll start probably sometime in. We've got a few gigs with that band called Rewind coming up, but we're going to start getting pretty busy come November um, and then especially December through March with that band. And then my um, jazz quartet called the Disclaimers Jazz Quartet, uh, we're we're still playing. I'm still playing every Tuesday night at the uh, El Hueso de Frile Coffee House over in Brownsville, Texas. We're still playing there every Tuesday night, and that's that's been, been a blast. And the way time flies, we'll be having our jazz show in mid-January that we have um, every year over mm-hmm. in, uh, near South, South Padre. And then, of course, my freelance work, I'm, you know, so I'm uh, still performing at the uh, Toscafino Italian Restaurant in Brownsville, Texas, um, there is, as well. And I uh, have lately been playing at a new place called, called Carlito's Wine House over in Harlingen, Texas, Playing there uh, a few times a month, and that's uh, that's been a really fun new new gig that I have. It's just me, just me and the piano doing doing my thing. So, so anyway, mm-hmm. and, you know, my private parties and special events still still keep flowing in here and there. So I'm, I'm very grateful, and it's it's a blast. Yeah, and and was this song that we just played was that an original song? Yes, actually, that, yes, that's an original song that I wrote. A number of years ago, that um, the way that it kind of played out is kind of interesting. Is a friend of mine who lives in Tyler, Texas, um, who writes songs I, I, and as well, 
uh, I'm much more prolific than I am. Um, but I I enjoyed some of his songs and and some of the way his melody melodies would would play out. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh, play with some of my melody a little bit more. And I decided to write a song based on just being inspired by some of his music. And I chose as a topic, my first love in high school. So the, the lyrics are actually very accurate uh, from a story about my first love in high school. I kept it very upbeat and very happy, but it was uh, lyrically something that um, I was reflecting back on the time in high school because the uh, person that I was in the relationship with in high school, um, we, we were both in two different races. She was Hispanic, I'm white, and and I actually, sadly, had to deal with uh, some aspects of, of prejudice and racism coming from uh, on, on the family side at that that mm. time. Uh, been, yeah, so so it's really kind of an odd, sad uh, thing. And yet, on the, yet on the other side of the coin, I thought, well, this would be you know, uh, it was a great a great memory uh, despite all that, and, and you know, lessons learned and and. You know, a lot of healing has taken place. So it was one. It, it, uh, lyrically, it approached from that end, and musically, I decided to keep it very, very upbeat and fun. And looking back at my first love in high school, so yeah, it was an interesting approach to the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, do you have CDs out? Have yes, I do. That that. CDs? Yes, that that. In fact, those um, that particular song is on one called Facets. And um, I, I have another one, a recording I've done before that called Taking You Back. And um, because the first recording I ever did actually was a piano solo recording. It was all original mm-hmm. piano solo music. And I'd done a gospel music recording. And the, the Taking You Back recording that I did, um, all, all of these which can be found on, on Spotify and Apple Music, or on my YouTube channel as well, which is called Brett Marshall Music, uh, which is actually you can find find me anywhere. Just putting adding the word music to my name uh, through whether social uh-huh. media or or YouTube. So yes, yeah, so I have those CDs out. Uh, but having gotten married and having a child in the way, I've delayed in putting together another project. But I I hope to in the next year or two to uh, work on another recording project. That's my my plan. Great, great. So we're going to play another one of your songs. Um, maybe you can tell us about it before we play it. It's um, Every Love Song. Oh, yes, Every Love Song. That is a That was a, um, a love song that I had uh, written that I, I just – I like the idea of, of lyrically re- reminiscing on the fact that um, now that I've met this, this, this person in my life, that it's it's just like I feel like every love song I've ever heard in my life up to this point just all of a sudden makes sense to me now, and it, so it was kind of a uh-huh. fun uh, approach. So that's that's kind of where that it came from, and so I just developed this uh, love song based on on that idea. So my eyes are open okay. now; like I understand all the love songs now. They make more sense now now that I've met you. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, hang on the line. We're going to play a little of that song, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more, okay? All right, you got it. All right. Every love song.
when I play live, I'm usually doing either covers and I do some of my my songs, but I, I don't do that this one very often. I, I I probably should do that more often. But it was a song that a, a dear friend of mine wrote for the recording called It's Not Over. Okay. Okay, great. So we're going to play that on our way off the air. Um, so thank you so much, Brett, for coming on, coming on to the show. And I hope to see you perform again soon and have you back on the program again as well. Um, I know you're going to be busy once once your baby is born. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a bit of a juggle. But uh, oh yeah, best of best of luck with that, and uh, oh, thank you. You know, best wishes, and and you have a very good evening, and thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, and thanks for having me. That means a lot. Thank you. We'll be in touch again. Uh, okay. Okay. All good. right. Have a good evening. You too. Bye bye. All right, so before Art knocks us off the air, I'm going to let everybody know what's coming up next week, and then we'll play that song. Um, Next week, we'll be back live. Um, Sunday, August 15th, we'll be live from our Austin studio. We haven't been there in a while, and we'll be joined in the studio by um, Austin Kung Fu and Tai Chi which has a 27-year track record in Austin, Texas, and they have programs for adults, seniors, kids, and pre-K. And um, they're going to come and speak to us about the benefits of Kung Fu and Tai Chi, especially as we age to keep us healthy and and feeling happy. So they're going to be live in the studio, and we'll get to speak to them there and videotape it so you can actually watch a video as well as listen um, right here live. And also we'll be joined by artist Teresa Bayer, who is also um, here in Austin. She's a local artist and she'll be talking about her life in the fine arts and where you can find her artwork and more. We'll have more for you as we always do. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, all of the website links and um, important points that were made, or learn about um, previous programs and listen to previous programs, read my blogs, watch my videos, learn about my book, all of that can be done at my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And the link to the podcast of tonight's show will be posted later tonight. And you can also follow me on Facebook. I would recommend that, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, to find out what's happening um, in upcoming shows and to find out about any upcoming events and any blogs immediately when they post. And you can also listen to this evening's program in in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Dr. Keith McCormick and Brett Marshall, And, of course, thank you to Art 
thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.